Hello, welcome to Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Odinyebuchi Okono. The topic of this week's lesson is Jesus, our faithful brother. The key text is Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Please pray with me. Gracious, loving Father, it's time again to study your word. Please grant us guidance and wisdom to understand you. Father, please bless these ones that are listening to your servant right now and glorify yourself through this study in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The mystery of the incarnation of Jesus, like all other mysteries in the Bible, can only be fully understood in eternity with God. But Hebrews 1 sheds reasonable light on the person of Jesus. Hebrews 1 talks of Jesus as the Son of God and the ruler over the angels. The chapter describes the brightness of the glory of Jesus and presents him as the express image of God. Hebrews 1 verse 3. In Hebrews 2, Jesus is presented to reveal his link with humanity. In this chapter, he is presented as the Son of Man who was made lower than the angels and who adopted human nature with all his frailty even to the point of death. Hebrews 2 verse 7. God himself, referring to Jesus in Hebrews 1, says, You are my son. Hebrews 1 verse 5. In Hebrews 1 verses 8 to 12, the Father declares the Son's divine sovereignty. And still in Hebrews 1, Jesus is presented as the divine Lord, creator, sustainer, and the sovereign God. But we see in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 12, how Jesus, despite being the Son of God and as it were, God himself, continued to refer to human children as his brethren, hence stressing the link between him and humanity. In summary, the presentation of Jesus as a faithful and merciful brother brings hope to humanity that despite our frailties, God is still willing to relate freely with us and to save us. The brother as a redeemer. Leviticus 25 verse 25. If thy brother be waxen poor and hath sold away some of his possessions, and if any of his kin come to redeem it, then shall he redeem that which his brother sold. The law of Moses stipulated that when a person was so poor, that he had sold his property or even himself in order to survive, he would receive that property or his liberty after 50 years on the, on the year of Jubilee. The Jubilee year was a, a grand Sabbath in which debts were forgiven, properties were reclaimed, and liberty was proclaimed to the captive. But despite this provision, 50 years was a long time for someone to wait. So the law of Moses also made provision for the nearest relative of such person to pay the part that was still owed and thus ransom his relative much earlier than 50 years. In, this, in the case of murder, 
the nearest relative also, was the one who guaranteed that justice was done. He was the avenger of the blood who would pursue the murderer of his close relative and ensure that he had been punished. Numbers 35, 9-15 This shows how much God cared and still cares for the poor, the oppressed, the destitute, the afflicted, and the downtrodden. As we read Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14-16, to 16, we see that this was exactly what Jesus did and is still doing for us. Jesus plays the role of the avenger on our behalf. He is our closest kin. He avenges against this, the devil, and in the end, he will ensure that justice is done in our case. Hebrews 2, verses 14 to 16, describes us as slaves of the devil. But Jesus came as our Redeemer. When Adam and Eve sinned, humans fell under the power of Satan. As a result, we did not have the power to resist sin. Romans 7, 14 to 24. Once there was the death penalty that our transgression required, which we could not pay. Romans 6, verse 23. Thus, our situation was apparently hopeless. But Jesus adopted human nature and became flesh and blood like us. He became our nearest relative and redeemed us. He was not ashamed to call us brother. Hebrews 12, um, 2 verse 11. This is why many Old Testament texts such as Psalm 19 verse 14, Isaiah 41 verse 14, and Isaiah 43 verse 14 wrote that Yahweh is Israel's closest king. What are ways that you can learn to experience more deeply that reality of just how close Christ can be to you. Why is having this experience so important to your faith? Please share your thought with someone. Not ashamed to call them brother. Hebrews 2 verse 11. For both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. We call in Hebrews, um, recall in Hebrews 2 verse 11, that despite being one with God, Jesus embraced us as part of his family. This solidarity contrasts with the public shaming that the early readers of Hebrews suffered in their communities. We find that in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 33. What a privilege to be embraced by Jesus as a brother. The man Moses exemplifies what Hebrews wrote about Jesus in Hebrews chapter 2. Have you imagined what it meant for Moses to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter? He was a powerful figure in the most powerful empire of the time. He received the highest civil and military training and became a remarkable character. Stephen says that Moses was mighty in words and in deeds. Acts chapter 7 verse 22. And Ellen G. White wrote in Petrats and Prophets, page 245, that Moses was a favorite with the armies of Egypt, and that Pharaoh determined to make his adopted grandson his successor on the throne. Yet, Moses abandoned all of this privilege when he chose to identify himself with the Israelites, a slave nation without education and power. This is exactly what God did for us through his son, Jesus.
some of the original readers of Hebrews failed to answer the question, what can we do in response for what Jesus has done for us on the cross of Calvary? Some of them, by their actions, put Jesus to an open shame instead of honoring him for the great sacrifice he made for them. Thus, Paul constantly calls the readers to hold fast the confession of their faith. As we see in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, this was what Paul continued to do as he spoke to the Hebrews. Similarly, he is calling you and I, who may be going through some troublesome times because of our faith in Christ right now, to hold fast. Think for a moment about the decision that Jesus had to make in order to embrace us as siblings. Why was that so much so important? Think about Jesus condescending and coming so low to be like you and I. And why is this sacrifice on the cross of Calvary more valued than that which Moses made for the children of Israel? Please discuss it with someone. Flesh and blood like us. Hebrews 2 verse 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should test death for everyone. Jesus adopted our human nature so that he could represent us and so that he could die for us. Hebrews 2 verse 9. Here is the foundation of the plan of salvation and our only hope for eternal life. The expression flesh and blood emphasizes that he was subject to the weakness and frailty of a human condition. Its weaknesses, as we find in Ephesians 6 verse 12, Matthew 6 verse 17, and Galatians 1 verse 6, 1 verse 16, and that he was subject to death, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 50. Hebrews 2 verse 17 says that Jesus was made like his brothers in all things, this expression means that Jesus became fully human. Jesus did not simply look like or seem to be human. He truly was human, truly one of us. However, Jesus never committed any sin. Hebrews 4 verse 15. He lived a holy, innocent, and unstained life. Pride and other sinful motivations often taint even our good actions. Jesus' nature, however, was not marred by sin. It had to be this way if Jesus had to be the one that would save us. He also would have needed a savior if he was not sinless. Instead, Jesus came as a savior and offered himself as a sacrifice without blemish. What motivations do you gain seeing that Jesus was flesh and blood, yet he sinned not? What plans do you have to be more like Jesus? daily, perfected through sufferings. Hebrews 2 verse 10, For it became him for whom all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Jesus did not have to overcome any kind of moral or ethical imperfection. He was perfect both morally and ethically. He was not Preconfigured to overcome sin. Rather, he chose to live without sin. 
Jesus had to die on the cross as a sacrifice so that the Father could have a legal means to save us. Jesus was a perfect sacrifice. The only one, by the way. As God, Jesus could judge us. But because of his sacrifice, Jesus also can save us. His sufferings enabled him to become our example. Hebrews 5 verse 9. Jesus learned obedience because he never experienced it before. As God, whom would he obey? As eternal son and one with God, he was the, the ruler of the universe and every other one, including the universe, obeyed him. Therefore, Jesus did not progress from disobedience to obedience, but from sovereignty and dominion to submission and obedience to the Father. The exalted Son of God became the obedient Son of God. Jesus learned obedience through sufferings. If the sinless Jesus suffered, we as sinners surely will suffer. How can we learn to endure the tragedies of life while at the same time drawing hope and assurance from the Lord who has revealed his love to us in so many powerful ways? The brother as a model. Hebrews 12, 1-2 Wherefore, seeing we also are encompassed about with so great a crowd of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Another reason Jesus adopted our human nature and lived among us was so that he could be our example, the only one who could model for us what it means to live right with God. In Hebrews 12, 1-4, Jesus is the example of a long list of characters whom the apostle provides as example of faith. This passage calls Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith. The original word for founder also can be translated pioneer. Jesus is the pioneer of the race in the sense that he runs ahead of the believers. In fact, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 20 calls Jesus our forerunner. The word perfecter gives the idea that Jesus had displayed faith in God in the purest form possible. This passage teaches both that Jesus is the first one to have run our race with success and that he is the one who perfected the act of what living by faith in all means. Hebrews 2 verse 13 reads, And again I will put my trust in him, and again here am I and the children whom God has given me. Here Jesus said that he would put his trust in God. This reference points to Isaiah 8, verses 17 and 18. Isaiah spoke these words in the face of a terrible threat of invasion from northern Israel and Syria. His faith contrasted the lack of faith of Ahaz, the king. God had exhorted Ahaz to trust in him and to ask for a sign that he would deliver him. God already had promised him, as a son of David, that he would protect Ahaz as his own son. Now God graciously offered for Ahaz to confirm that promise with a sign from him. Ahaz, however, 
refused to ask for a sign and instead sent messengers to Tiglath Pileser, king of Assyria, saying, I am your servant and your son. How sad! He has preferred being the son of Tiglath Pileser than being the son of God. Jesus, however, put his trust in God and his promises that he would put his enemies under his feet. God has made the same promise to us, and we need to believe him just as Jesus did. In conclusion, we need to learn to put our trust in God by daily making choices that reflect trust in him. Let us pray. Eternal Father, thank you for such a beautiful lesson. Teach us daily to trust you and to put our trust in the promises that you have made in your word. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For questions, contributions, and prayers, you can reach me on WhatsApp on plus 234-903-789-1680. God bless you.